Modest people often sell themselves short, but confidence in oneself doesn't necessarily equate to arrogance. There is a happy medium between bashing your talents and bragging about them. When you stop selling yourself short and are confident in what you do, you aren't showing off. You're being honest and giving credit where credit is due. In fact, studies indicate that 70% of people sell themselves short daily. And 80% of our decisions are based on what we're afraid of. This is Gabriela Peña, founder of the SWC College Prep Circuit and CEO of Kinetica, parent company of this unique academic enrichment experience tailored for Latino students and professionals who seek to study and work abroad. Today, I am with Carmen Cruz, who is Master in Educational Psychology. Imagine what a wonderful golden combo you're being served right now. So stay tuned until the end. So you may find out why do we tend to settle for less than what we dream of and what is imposter syndrome and how to overcome it, which go inevitably hand in hand. Carmen, welcome. How are you doing today? Hello, I'm fine. Really excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Why do we tend to settle for less than what we dream of, Carmen? There are different reasons for settling for less than what we do. The ones that are more common are the tendencies to minimize our own fields of productivity. We can go down the pathway in which we find ourselves in a situation in which we question not just our particular occupation or the area of accomplishment but also the knowledge we've gained in that sphere. Our self-worth can be put in jeopardy when we achieve some small measure of success that others regard as insufficient. Okay, so which would you say are the main cultural and emotional factors that trace back to our childhood that are affecting our ability to sell ourselves today? Excellent question. You see, imposter syndrome can be the consequence people have when they struggle with shame and low self-worth, therefore are unable to validate themselves internally. So, they tend to look for validation in their professional achievements or other forms but unfortunately are usually unable to internalize this validation when they do succeed. In what childhood regards, we can go back to when children are the ones that assume parental roles and responsibilities at a young age. People with this kind of experience tends to show more susceptibility to imposter syndrome, as have children who did not have a strong and secure bond with their parents. Another reason can be a lack of positive reinforcement and praise can also increase the likelihood of developing imposter syndrome, leading children to develop unhealthy beliefs about achievement. Those who want to do everything perfect or participate in competitive environments can also be susceptible to this syndrome. Wonderful. Now, 
how would you define imposter syndrome? I would go back to the psychologists Susanne Mess and Pauline Rose Clance, who in the 1970s defined it as the persistent doubt concerning one's abilities or accomplishments accompanied by the fear of being exposed as a fraud despite evidence of one's ongoing success. I think it is very important to note that the essential note in this syndrome is the disconnection between perception and reality that students, academics, and really everyone can have. All right, straight to the point. So how to overcome now imposter syndrome? There are different solutions that you can try to overcome this feeling or way of thinking. First, acknowledge failure in order to learn. Failure is an experience everyone must have. This is how we learn. You can challenge these fears by taking a chance to learn something new, knowing that you may fail at it. Feeling, processing, and accepting failure can help us learn new skills or help direct a clearer path. Second, seek support. You are less likely to feel alone if you share your experiences with friends, family, or peers. You may also want to participate in therapy sessions with a professional. Remember, nearly 70% of people have experienced imposter syndrome, so learning how others experience this phenomenon can help you. Third, Reduce symptoms of anxiety and depression. Imposter syndrome often coexists with the diagnosis of anxiety or depression. Speak with a mental health provider to discuss options for treatment. If you are already in therapy, learn about your triggers and how to manage symptoms to decrease imposter feelings. Other easy to apply strategies. First, Learn to live with your area of expertise. Second, take pride in your own knowledge and ideas. Rather than allow yourself to be defined by the number of achievements you earn, your salary, or those awards by your own creations, take pride in what you do as an expression of your own abilities. Third, don't keep comparing yourself to others. Yes. There will be people who make more money, win more awards, or constantly receive praise from those in their workplace or volunteer group. Again, returning to the idea of looking for self-validation from within, you'll be less likely to feel that what you're doing and how you're doing it is a sham. Thank you, Carmen, for sharing this valuable content with us.